What's up, guys? Here with you with FC Wonderkid, episode 97, here with my guy, Branson. How are you? I am doing better than Antonio Conte, let me tell you <laughs> that. Uh, but I feel like that that is not a very high bar to set right now. Uh, so I'm doing great. I mean, we had a an amazing week of football. We've got a lot to talk about. So uh, <laughs> enough of the pleasantries. I yes. assume you're well. Mm -hmm. I assume you are ready to go. I know I've seen you all over the TV these days, even though I don't get Portuguese TV here. Uh, but no, it, we got so much to talk about here, man. And I, episode 97, I think you got to get it started mm -hmm. um, where, we, where we most want to get it started. And where's that? The Premier League, baby. In episode yeah. 97, we're going to give Champions League, Europa League predictions. We're going to talk about the international matches because a lot of bold mentions and the national team of Germany's new. A lot of, a lot of stuff to say. And yes, yes, people, subscribe to FC Wonder Kid for more pods. And mm. yeah, we're about to go bold. And Saka, mm. you mentioned Conte yep. being sad. Saka's going to be happy because Saka is the first player in the Premier League this season with double figures and assists and goals. Yep. 12 goals and 10 assists at 21. Yep. Saka is the best player in a title winning team, maybe. Okay, at the end of the season with yeah. Arsenal. I think they're the biggest contenders. Uh, and now without Europa League, yeah. the main focus of Arsenal and Arteta is the Premier League. 20 years they had this. This is 20 years in the making. This Premier League title. Yeah, I, I, Now's the time. Uh, uh, <laughs> it is. Now is the time. And, and if anyone was worried, if anyone was worried that Arsenal were going to be uh, a little bit hurt by that midweek loss, that that True. unceremonious kick out of the Europa League, <laughs> uh, Gabriel Martinelli and Bukayo Saka put that to rest. And I'm going to say it uh, for Bukayo Saka. It must have been that direct line to the Kardashian household. <laughs> it has. It must have been right. Uh, did you see that? You yep. saw that call, the video call. OK, um, I don't know what it is, but Bukayo Saka is absolutely uh, cooking right now and as mm -hmm. you said 12 goals 10 assists on the season and we are i believe almost at single digits left Oof. right almost at single digits left for the time being arsenal has an eight point eight point lead at the top um and I, i'm i'm you tell me how many points you're expecting out of this for mm. arsenal leads at home liverpool at anfield west ham away southampton at home that, those are the next next four uh, premier league fixtures i what see do you minimal nine points Minimal nine points. Ooh, okay, and yeah. before a City, it. oh, the City game, is yeah. that's the terrifying game. But if they get nine points, because yeah. that Liverpool Anfield can be very tricky, I think it's a successful mm. because Darwin Nunes tends to appear in these big games. And I love how you mentioned Martinelli. Martinelli is three yeah. goals away of becoming the all-time leading goal scorer for a Brazilian player in the Premier League. Firmino holds mm. that record with 15 goals. And he's under 22, Martinelli. How isn't he in the Brazil yeah. national team? I know his friendlies. I don't but know. But Vinicius there. Martinelli should be there too. I'm not saying he's the same level as Vinicius. But he that's still, he should. He deserves to be a, a player that's always in the Brazil national team. Yeah. So Martinelli, I think he's going to break the record of most goals scored by a Brazilian player in the Premier League. That's It's beautiful, man. And Ben White's uh. adaptation. Ben White isn't yeah. selected by Southgate. Shambolic decision once again, just like Tomori. But Ben White, in this mm. game with Crystal Palace, phenomenal. And big credit to Arteta in playing Ben White in the new role. Because he was a big price tag. And Ben White is performing, performing in, for Arsenal to win the Prem, which is important. 
So another shot. Hey, listen. <laughs> Uh, apparently defensive mid um, 56 minutes in the premier league will get you an England shout uh, solely because there is not a lot of depth at defensive mid uh, in, in the England national team. But I'm telling you between Ben White, Ben White, between Tamori, between Ward Prowse. Um, I, I don't, I, I, it's been a while since I've been irate at a Southgate announcement. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- that, that one, that one was just tough to swallow. Um, but who knows? I mean, there's plenty, well, there's not plenty of time until these games. These are big games too. These are not friendlies like the Brazilian national team. I just hit my mic. Um, yeah, I mean, these are these are not friendlies, right, for England. And uh, you would think Southgate, uh, I don't know, instead of trying to fill the tactical depth chart mm-hmm. um, with Calvin Phillips 56 minutes on the year in the Premier League, um, you would expect a little versatility out of your professional players. Out of your professional players. Like, it, it just really doesn't make sense. But you know what? We're going to get to that later on. It's true. It's um, true. There's another plaudit. Mm-hmm. There's another plaudit I have to throw out there today. You mentioned Saka. You mentioned Martinelli. And my goodness, Granit Xhaka, okay, has come from uh, at one point being the villain of most Arsenal nightmares, mm-hmm. right, uh, to being one of the more celebrated players um, of this team. And I know that, you know, certain t- certain periods of form and good play and obviously where this team is and where this team lies in the table and what opportunity they have in front of themselves. Um, Granit Ch- Chaka has really done it all. I mean, gone from villain to hero. True. And I, I, I am here for this narrative. I am here for this rebirth. I am here for this this exciting time for him uh, because anyone that ever watched, right, those those documentaries um, on Arsenal, uh, mm-hmm. you saw a guy that at, at one point it felt like he was going to get forced out. Fucked. He was definitely going to get forced and out. So another, what, a, what a time to be alive. It's yeah. true. And another big, uh, yeah, that's a huge point that you're bringing in, Breton. And it's the reason why I give enormous credit once again to Arteta. Yeah. Arteta was the yeah. one who saved Shaka's career at Arsenal. And if it wasn't for Arteta, <laughs> I'm absolutely sure he even said it himself, Shaka, he wouldn't be at the club. So again, all these right decisions, Ben White adaptation, Saka becoming a leading player, Martinelli, Partey, Odegaard was the decision of being captain a couple of months back. Mm -hmm. And that was the right Mm -hmm. call because he leads by example, Odegaard. So if this is phase three and Arteta's words in his Arsenal project, I cannot wait to see what's phase five. And everyone that's an Arsenal fan, be excited because a lot of right decisions are going to come through. Because Trossard and yeah. Jorginho even. Look at what they impact. Hat-trick of assists a- Trossard had in the past games. So Arsenal, <laughs> they got to compete, though, against tough, tough matchup. Because it's historic players in the other side of Man City. And I'm going to say Erling Haaland. 42 goals yeah. scored this season. For people to get a perspective, Henri never scored more than 40 goals in, in England. No. And it's time. And Erling Haaland, in his first season at Man City, has 42 goals scored. Five goals in a Champions League game, too. He's the top scorer of the Champions League with 10 goals. He might be, like since Ronaldo, the first player to win a Ballon d'Or in the Premier League. He might be that guy. This season, Messi might might win the Ballon d'Or. But the next, he's... Let's see. Let's see. If he It's... And he scored 20% of those goals, right, in just the last two games, okay? Uh, so, yeah, Erling Holland is at the point where he's, um, I don't, he's, breaking, he's breaking my brain when it comes to 
trying to process this. It's almost as if I've never seen, okay, a more boring 42 goals. I don't know how else what? to say it. Boring, boring is definitely not it, exactly. D- boring is definitely not the right way to say it. Yeah. It's almost indifference. It's almost indifference. Like I love what Erling Holland does. Mm. Okay. But this is exactly what you're looking at. This is the product of Erling Holland being, you know, put into a uh, situation where he gets as exactly. many chances um, as he needs. And my goodness, he will definitely put them away, but it is, it feels like Erling Holland is going to be stuck on easy mode. Now that doesn't guarantee Manchester City a Champions League final mm. or a Champions League win. It also doesn't guarantee Manchester City a Premier League title. True. But what it does is Erling Holland in this particular setup is going to continue to score goals and I have never been desensitized um to a 42 goal season. It's mm-hmm. absolutely insane what is happening here. I should be more excited about it. I should be like wanting it, I should be loving every aspect. You this guy's it, also an. Un- <laughs> I don't. I, it's it's insane. Like I I see it and I go. I feel what Pep Guardiola is saying. Pep Guardiola is saying like ah. he's become this hat trick king. He needs to slow down in this sense. He needs to you know space it out. He needs to score the big goals every time he gets out there. Everybody is now going to expect a hat trick. I understand this about Erling Holland. I am going through it right now. I'm going to call it Erling Holland derangement syndrome because I don't know what else to call it. He's I really don't understand it. He's he is. He's insane. The he's a freak of nature. Of Erling mm-hmm. Holland. It's like, again, physically, Holland is ridiculous. Yeah. His finishing is ridiculous. His left foot, yeah. right foot header, he's complete. Injuries are his biggest flaw, maybe, which I hope he will improve long term, becoming a better athlete with his body. But overall, in general, he's in the right place at the right time. That's why yeah. Kevin De Bruyne, Foden, City, <laughs> the rebuild yeah. of Mad yeah. City while they're still winning. Like he said to Erling yeah. Haaland, City won four Premier League titles in five years. I didn't come mm. to City to win the Prem. I, because they know how to win the Prem. The Champions League is the reason why. And he scored five yep. goals with RB Leipzig. He can do a hat-trick against Bayern Munich. And that's what City were missing against the Madrid last year. They needed a finisher yep. in the box. They needed a player that is world-class to make the difference. That ego. That ego to make it happen yep. in the world's biggest stage. Haaland yep. has it. Has it. And, and the shadows and Mbappe. Mbappe is not yeah. in the Champions League. So this is the time. This is the time for Haaland. Top goal scorer in the Champions League with 10 goals. Mbappe has seven. If he goes for, for, further in the Champions League and beats Bayern, look, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. But, but here's, here's the thing, right? There's more than hunger for goals, right, that exists mm-hmm. here for Erling Haaland. Erling Haaland, when he was at Dortmund, could not beat Bayern Munich. He could score. True. He scored, I believe, five five goals in seven games, maybe six goals in seven games. But Erling Holland could not beat he Bayern will. Munich. Now, I believe that obviously, yeah, that obviously comes down to supporting cast. It comes down to the team built around you. Um, but but <laughs> but listen, but listen, I I don't know. I I will think that football in and of itself uh, is broken if we get two back to back hat tricks uh, in the home and away leg uh, for Erling Holland against Bayern Munich. Could but happen. I think. Yeah, we'll talk about it later on. But Manchester City, this is the worst team that they could have drawn at this point in time 
in their Champions League journey. Uh, maybe Madrid, maybe Madrid, but we'll save that to later with the Champions League. But put yeah. down below who do you think will win the Champions League because we're going to talk about that later in the podcast. Yeah. With Man City, yeah. though, I just want to say too, it was a rebuild year mm. for Man City and the top youth players of Man City, young players. Man City has Haaland with 42 goals scored and five assists. City has Foden with 13 goals and 8 assists, and Julian Alvarez that has 12 goals and 4 assists. Mm -hmm. Then you have a Cole Palmer that scored against Burnley in that 6-0 win, and you have a Rico Lewis highly involved. The youth players at Man City, the job that Guardiola's doing is amazing, even when he's winning games. So I just wanted to give credit to the young young players at City, because they're coming up too. And well... Well deserved too. Well deserved too. But but believe it or not, believe it or not, uh, some of the most effective youth uh, for Manchester City uh, were in these FA Cup quarterfinals or these FA Cup. Uh, yeah, these FA Cup quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that Burnley clash, right? We know that Vincent Kompany is a little <laughs> bit of a protege of Mikel Arteta, and Mikel Arteta said, "Not now, young one. Not now. Your time is not now. Six zero. Here you go. Take this L." But what Vincent Company has done Guardiola, with Burnley Guardiola. has been has been absolute. What did I say? Arteta. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yes, I'm sorry. I'm I'm thinking of both of the proteges, right? Mikel yes, Arteta and yes. So Vincent Company uh, and Pep Guardiola, obviously, they go way back. But listen, mm-hmm. what Vincent Company has done at Burnley, right? And I know they got thrashed six 0 here, mm-hmm. but what they have, what he has done at Burnley, deserves a lot of credit. I mean, Burnley won. Nobody has ever put Burnley in a sentence with. Decent football. Facts. Nobody. And ever, going up, right? first and, in the championship. And, and, and yeah, and we could do a whole episode on what Vincent Company has brought to Burnley, what has what he's brought to the turf more. But one of the best players for this Burnley team has been Taylor Harwood Bellis. And he is a Manchester Facts. City Loney center back. Now, even better, you ready for this? And the winger. FA Cup quarterfinal. FA Cup quarterfinal. Mm-hmm. Ready for this? One of the midfielders today for Sheffield United. The Blades, on loan from Manchester City, Tommy Doyle, 21 years old, scores a, I believe it was like a 91st minute golasso, golasso for them to beat Blackburn to punch their ticket to Wembley. Oh. Also Manchester City loaning. Okay? So it extends. I mean, there, there's a, um, what's the word? There's a quality. <laughs> there's a quality that's pervading all of Manchester City, even if they turn into a lone army, it's kind of reminiscent in some respects of Chelsea, except I believe there's a better job being done at turning these players over when they aren't going to play for Manchester City, Facts. right? Um, so it is it is really wonderful to see that, you know, Pep Guardiola, not Arteta, Pep Guardiola's influence definitely, you know, it hit, what, three of these quarterfinalist teams uh, in the FA Cup. And uh, now I think Manchester City, I think they play Sheffield United next. Mm-hmm. So Tommy Doyle is going to get to take it uh, to Pep Guardiola and his team if he wants to. It's not, um, the but FA you're Cup right. is interesting uh, now, it, too. Even Ferguson. It is. I'm going to give a shout-out in the <laughs> podcast because, for me, Gavin Bazuno, great talent, too. Uh, Nathan Collins from Wolves, centre-back, great talent, too, Irish. But Evan Ferguson, he's the star boy of Ireland. 18 years old. He's got seven yeah. goals scored this season for Brighton. He's the top goal scorer for a Premier League team in all competitions for a teenager. He's got with yeah. those seven goals. And I can guarantee you a lot of teams in the Prem will need a number nine in the future. And if he, keep the, if he keeps developing physically, finishing, and technique, even Ferguson has it. So I'm re, yeah. I really believe in him. World-class talent 
like potential. I am loving what I'm seeing with him at Brighton, and Brighton know how to develop. Brighton know how to develop. So Ireland. And a big test comes. A big test comes for Ireland. You know, I mean, we've got these European qualifiers coming up. These uh, Euro qualifiers coming up, and Ireland has got to start some. Got to get some momentum because they have not been good for a long period of time. Facts. Uh, yeah, trust trust that youth. Ida, uh, Ferguson, <laughs> no, you know, Bazuno, Bazuno, though, let's not talk about it. He had a howler uh, over this weekend, but he's young and he's he's done a whole lot more good for Southampton well, uh, than he has done bad. Facts. So, and you're mentioning yeah. that. So Southampton, I think it was a good <laughs> weekend, though. Like Bazunu. He doesn't get any help with that defense. <laughs> Sally Sue yeah. is amazing. Bella Kotchev is amazing. But the management at Southampton is atrocious. Atrocious, mm. in my opinion. And I'm going to, like, it's 3-3. Three, three. They drew with Tottenham. And I'm going to agree yeah. with Conte. Conte is exposing the main problem of Tottenham, which is at the top. The management. And they haven't do justice to Harry Kane. Harry Kane is the top goal scorer ever of Tottenham, and he maybe will leave Tottenham without any trophies because of this atrocious management at the top that Conte is exposing by saying the, how ridicule the decisions are at Tottenham. So I just wanted to point that out. 3-3. Kane scored. He's always involved. So, oh um, my God. I'm days. with you. So I'm sorry. with you. And, and, and while Conte has made mistakes on his own, um, there is no club... That is just their manager, exactly. right? There is no manager that takes their club 99% of the way. So, yeah, I was not getting in the way when Antonio Conte was spitting facts. Um, <laughs> I, I did take maybe minor issue uh, with going after the players as hard as he did. But you know what? That's, you know, Mourinho would have done the same thing. There's there, there, a whole host of managers that that's how they motivate yep. their players by getting after them, getting after their character, and... getting after their will to win, not to compete. And that's what he was saying. But there is nothing scarier, uh, especially to an American, um, than an Italian speaking English, right? And an Italian <laughs> with that that English that accent coming at you, um, he looks so much madder than the words like that he's spitting out. So much angrier uh, that it just has this this it just goes right to your core. You're like Antonio Conte is pissed off right now. And listen, he they're, they're, he is right in the sense that you know. Pochettino couldn't get it done. Mourinho couldn't get it done. Conte is probably not going to get it done. And, and they're probably going to move on from him, but it's not going to fix the problem. And the problem is the ownership. Facts. Daniel it Levy. Is, it is the ownership. It's the decisions. Yeah. Daniel Levy doesn't do the right decisions. It's, it's, it's incompetence tough. at the top. I'm going to say it. I like Conte. It's, <laughs> it's just sad. Just sad to see how yeah. things are ending up at Tottenham. And I'm going to say to Udogi, at least Udogi, Poru, I think in terms of fullbacks, Tottenham will be fine. But, like, they spend sure. money on Jade Spence. They spend money in the past in Los Celso and Dombele. Yeah. So much yeah. money that you end up thinking, with those players, you could have maybe gotten a top striker, a top midfielder, Barella, Bastoni. So, I just, it's but Tottenham... But it's a tough thing to but talk you, about. But you know what? If Even if they save money on those and they could go back and have, you know, a little bit of revisionist history here, they probably would have signed Skamaka, you know? Uh, so it, it, maybe Skamaka would have turned out a whole – yeah, he would have turned out a whole lot better at Tottenham than he has at West Ham. Exactly. And I guess he is starting to perk up right now, at least West Ham hopes. Um, but, yeah, Spurs has – it's a whole lot more than the manager. And we said it originally when Antonio Conte uh, came in the door – Mm -hmm. That really all we're hoping for at Tottenham is a little bit of continuity. 
somebody that they feel that they can grow with. The issue is they feel like they're in this upper echelon that, that they're competing with at those those uh, those runner up years in the Premier League have definitely kind of warbled their their mindset to feel like they always belong there when they are still scrapping. They're still scrapping to be that top five and remain that top five. I agree. Um, I agree. And it's the only true. thing, yeah. sorry, the only thing that I, from what you said in the past, like Conte, the way he motivates. Look, I mm-hmm. really don't think Conte in his mindset. He does. He, he, I think he doesn't care anymore. I think he doesn't want to stay at Tottenham. Yeah. I think this press conference was him saying, I'm not going to stay long-term and just think about next season. Who will coach Tottenham? Because it won't be me. I'm yep. not happy. I'm angry. Sure. I'm frustrated. And look, seeing Arsenal losing to Sporting. Okay, Ruben yeah. Emery. Ruben Emery has a 30 million clause. I wouldn't be shocked if Tottenham were to activate that clause. Because he's gonna has, he has a contract until 2026 too. So I just want to put that out there. Tottenham get Ruben Emery for 30 million that can happen I'm not saying I want that to happen that yeah, can happen look he, he would right, change like, things would they, and without Kane Brenton, he, without Kane yeah. mm-hmm. without Kane Tottenham will, will need a restructure total rebuild Bohu's already there and the tactics of Ruben Emery Mourinho talks to him in text on a weekly basis and Guardiola's even praised him yeah. highly highly Matos Nunes came out of Ruben Emery Nun Mensch came out of Ruben Emery Pot. Like, so many top top talents came out of Ruben Amorim, Pelinha. So, I'm going to give brick credit to Ruben, and I know he's going to be one of the best coaches in the world of football, Ruben Amorim. I'm going to say that. Okay. I'm going to say but I f- that. I feel like there's a stepping stone before you get to Spurs that, that Daniel Levy feels like is uh, mm. absolutely paramount to have, right? You know, um, Espir- Espirito Santo, is that? Yeah, that was yeah. his name, right? Nuno? English Bush. Um, you know, it, it was, no. yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. So I, I right. and Ruben really is the prodigy. I really, I'm going to say this. When I say, I wanted to say Arsenal lose yeah, to Sporting, future. and Sporting yeah. in their team have Ugart, Pot, Diomande, yeah. Gonzalo Inácio, Shermiti, Dariwe Sugu. First game in 2023 with the first team, 18 years yeah. old, just turned, and Ruben Emery starts all these players. And they're developing yeah. because of Ruben. If Ruben wasn't there, like, these players wouldn't be as good as they are. And I'm going to even say, Sporting wouldn't be a semi-finalist in the youth league because Ruben started to play. Matus Fernandes, Dario, Shermiti, uh, all these youngsters, very early with the first team. Very early. And now but, it's showing results. So but at the same time, but at the same, yeah, but at the same time, if you don't have that win at the Emirates, right? If you don't have that win at the Emirates, it has not been a great year for Sporting. No, because they sold Mateusz Nunes in the summer at the start of the season and Pedro Pog. So they automatically sold the two players to do the build-up play of the team. Key players. So I think uh, Ruben, he extended this year. And it's just like, let's see what happens with the development of Esugu, Shermiti. I think he knows what he has in, in the academy. So... I think sports. Yeah, but I'm just. Season, I'm saying. Sorry, top contenders. Yeah. Prima, prima uh, okay. All <laughs> right. Well, I'm that. just saying. You know, like Feyenoord has done the same thing, and they've taken steps up. Right. Fucked. They got rid of Malasia. They got rid of Arsenal. They got rid of uh, mm-hmm. uh, oh, Sinistera, Right S- to Leeds United. Um, and Arnie Slot's got them actually competing. I think he's six points ahead in the Eredivisie. But we'll talk about them in a, in a second or two. True. I just. I um. I I I get it. I get it. And that win. That win, I mean, he deserves first off that goal, that slot, goal over Slot's Ramsdale's head. 
You want to talk about slot? Let's talk about Arnie Slot. No, no, but slot. No, with But slot to to Tottenham even. Like they need a manager yeah. that just hmm. changed things. Eric Ten Hag, yeah. if he hadn't gone to United, type beat manager. So that's what Tottenham need. But tell us down below in the comment section if you agree with us about Tottenham. And in the Prem, like well, I want to talk about Chelsea. Just say a, a bit about Chelsea. Like Enzo Fernandes, every game, every week, he keeps on getting better. And I'm going to say, in my opinion, Enzo Fernandes is going to be considered in the next three years one of the best midfielders in the world. You can already see the key role he has at Chelsea. And Felix scored the first goal in the Stamford Bridge. It's amazing to see the happiness he had and very deserved. Very deserved. Yeah. So two aspects that Chelsea are improving. Are improving. So yeah. Well, that. if you're going to say something positive about Chelsea, you have to say something positive about Everton because they shared points, <laughs> I might add. True. Um, no, true. exactly. And, and I also hear a lot of people saying that, you know, Badia Shile, uh, Shile uh, Koulibaly, I mean, that defensive partnership, that defensive threesome in the back, it's true. getting better, it's getting better. But then you give up how many goals to one of the worst teams in the league? Uh, 22-year-old Ellis Sims, or as they like to call him, Ellis Limbs, uh, you know, <laughs> scores that scores that um, late equalizer, right, uh, mm -hmm. for them to steal a point. And you've got Todd Bowley on video walking away saying that was a crap result. Um, so <laughs> I, I'm with you here. I'm all for, you know, uh, framing it in a positive light. There is no doubt, Enzo. There is no doubt. But once again, it does feel like there's just a meat grinder of personalities, a meat grinder of talent, a mm -hmm. meat grinder of uh, all of these 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 guys that are learning each other, mm -hmm. right? They are learning each other, and playing time is going to literally get just dry up for a good portion of that roster. And True. I don't think you know there's going to have to be dead weight um, that shouldn't be dead weight, but mm -hmm. a lot of players are going to have to leave. And I'm just wondering, um, is Todd Bowley equipped? for leaving you know <laughs> sending these players off or yeah, is yeah, it just yeah. kind of keep hiring instead of firing no, no um no. Todd, but not boily this summer he'll fire a lot of people <laughs> a lot of players he'll, are gonna he'll go. fire him i think a lot he'll of fire him. we'll see if go. they we'll see if they get much value but yeah are, are you worried about mudrick being on the bench unused no 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 but mudrick for okay. me still developing still learning fofana i think will improve and you mentioned the defense of Chelsea. I think Chelsea this season, the biggest positive at the end of it will be next season, they will have a defense that knows how to play yeah. the Prem with Benoit Badiashile better, Wesley Fofana fully fit, Ben Shilwell starting, yeah. Reese James involved, and Enzo dictating from the back going forwards. So that shows yeah. a lot of security, and they need to get another midfielder to be the partner in crime, the right partner in crime of Enzo, like an Ugarte Florentino in the Primera Liga. Because come on, Mason yeah. Mount, he's on the move. Mm. Mason Mount has a new agent, and I've seen videos of Mason Mount everywhere, but at Stamford Bridge. <laughs> so I yeah. really, it's sad, man. So Liverpool... They need a midfielder. I could see Mason Mount going to Liverpool and even United too. So that's always going to be a very interesting news uh, until the summer. The Mason, Al Mason okay. Mount rumors. Because he's definitely leaving. Yeah. I really believe now it's uh, definite. And now yeah. you think Liverpool over uh, Arsenal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Arsenal for me, no. Shouldn't go for Arsenal. You shouldn't go to Arsenal. Uh -huh. No, no, no. For me, it's, only, it's United, Chelsea, Newcastle. Those are the three. Arsenal, no. Oh. Declan Rice, yeah, more. For me, Listen, that I'm, I'm going to throw Fabio Vieira. Yeah. I like that a ten rule. No, no, no. Okay. Well, I'm going to throw another name in there because you mm. mentioned Ugart, um, which would be you know 
if everyone was actually hip to what Zhao Palinia provided before he Fulham. went to Fulham, uh, Ugart is going to go for what Palinia should have gone for originally True. when he went into the Premier League. But I'm going to throw another name in there because he was just called up to the French national team for the first time. Mm -hmm. I think Chelsea needs to be looking at Kefren Turam, right? Marcus Turam's, oh. uh, not Marcus Turam's, Marcus Turam's brother, Lillian Turam's son, okay? And it's, I believe, I don't know if it's the first time or it's the first time in a long time, but Marcus Turam and Kefren Turan have oh. both been called up to Les Bleus um, for the first time, which is pretty amazing. But he is another guy, obviously different, you know, Ugar, different, but very, very, um, very solid Dominant. for OGC Nice um, this season. So definitely put him down because I, you know, I could see that connection. I could see that happening. I, I could see Tehran wanting to come to the Premier League um, next I, step up, but we'll see. I love how you're mentioning that. And it would be crazy if Turam and Turam both go gone to Chelsea because Chelsea need a player like Wouldn't him it? and they need a striker too. That his brother will yes, be sir. a free agent, Marcus Turup. So that's the suggestion here at the FC Wonderkin, episode 97. You guys, you guys heard it here first. But since we're talking here about selections, let's talk about the England one because we're mentioning yep. Chelsea. How is Connor Gallagher, Mason Mount, Calvin Phillips all called up ahead of a player like James Warprouse that is absolutely unbelievable every week for Southampton? Another player, Tomori. Yeah. How is it Tomori, a player that wins the man of the match in the Champions League, not selected for England? You see Lewis Stump yeah. too for Brighton going bold. And you see Maguire getting <laughs> selected. Maguire of all people. Tomori's disrespected yeah. so much. That was the biggest mistake of, of, of the Lampard era. To sell Tomori. Mm. Like why? Why? He's so needed. Even at Chelsea right now. So disrespect. Yeah. Underrated player Tomori. Yeah. They brought in Havertz, right? Now, who did bring in? Fafana? <laughs> I forget. I, yeah, but uh, still. It, Tomori. It contributed to it. Lukaku, no, I agree. Contributed to Lukaku, yeah. Mark Gehi, Tomori, but, and yeah. who was the other one sold? But it gave Luke, uh, Tammy Abraham. Tammy Abraham. Yes, Tammy Abraham. To right, get right. Lukaku. But I'm going to, you know, there is, there is a party. There is a happy party here, right? <laughs> and that's AC Milan. I, I think the Rossoneri are pretty, pretty dang happy that he's not going to be taking part um, to Mori in the international window. So he will be ready to go for Napoli oh. uh, on the horizon. But listen, uh, I, I feel more for a guy like James Ward-Prowse. Okay, listen, sure. I, I understand. I guess I understand from a tactical cover perspective right you've got Declan Rice and then you need another guy that's basically Declan Rice but not you know whatever oh. okay so but it but that says a lot about the DM that says a lot about the depth of defensive midfielders I guess um in in England right mm -hmm. not in England but it, as part of England uh because behind that who do you got like Jack Kolbach no James Ward-Prowse can play DM he can yeah. is it his best it is his strong suit no, Eric Dyer can play DM. I know that. But James Ward-Prowse offers you other things as well. And and for a guy that's 28, I mean, let's be honest. If he was anywhere but Southampton right now, he would be called up. He'd what? be a shoe-in pretty much every time. Exactly. So I just don't, just don't get it. Be in Serie don't get it. James Ward-Prowse just couldn't yeah. be in Serie A. That's what he, if he yeah. was in the top six in the Prem, they would be caught up. And Southgate's selection, the dubious decisions. I'm not saying you should have called up all these players, but Sammy Abraham, yeah. Lewis Dunk. I have Ben White, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Oh, my days. He's never called up for Southgate. And, like, it, it makes you think, 
How will they get called up for England? What do they need to do to get this call up? That's why. That, that's my biggest question. Even Tony, though, he was called up. Okay, yeah. to see him there is, is a positive in my opinion, though. But still, Southgate, if I don't believe these are the selections to win a World Cup one day, to win a Euros one day. If you're going to win those titles internationally, you're going to play the best players at the moment. Not Mount Gallagher yeah. instead of a James Warprouse, in my opinion. Yeah. I've got to see that. I've got to see yeah. that. Yeah, Euro qualifiers, man. This, these, these are not um, inconsequential. These are This is Italy coming up, and it's not just Italy. It's Italy that just missed out on a World Cup, um, and they are absolutely ready to turn the tables. True. Or at least they, that's, that's their hope. Um, he, better so start, I, he better start yeah. Rashford. Saka and Foden, mm. okay? These selections aren't the best about Southgate, but please start these three players. They're the creativity, <laughs> and they're the most informed players, English players, and Jude Bellingham, of course. World-class player at 19. So please, man, start these four players, Southgate. That's the minimal yeah. that, that should be yeah. happening, okay? So I wanted to say that. Oh, wow. sad, man. Sad decisions. And sad decisions, but weird decisions that I wasn't expecting was to see Thomas Muller not being selected, Rudiger not being selected, Sané and Gundogan. It's the beginning of a new era for the Dachmannschaft. You see Berisha there. Page. You see Wirtz yep. there. Jamal Musiala. Yes. I'm going to say the best player of the Dachmannschaft right now. And Schlotterbeck, one of the most informed young center backs in the world. A new era with Anzi Fleek. And I wanted to give that shot because it's strange yeah. not to see Muller there. Strange. It, oh, it's the turning of a page. Um, <laughs> absolutely. And and I feel like he's actually, you know, Hansi Flick has done a good job at basically saying it's mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. It's time. I mean, they, they do have a squad capable of qualifying for, for Euros, um, even without Thomas Mueller. Um, right. We'll see. Uh, because if they lose one or two, you, you better believe he's on his way back in. Mm -hmm. Um, but when it, when it comes down to it, I, I can't be any, any more happy for Florian Wirtz. Okay. Mm -hmm. After what this kid has been through, um, we've mentioned it multiple times. Obviously you look at his fixtures throughout 2023, since he's come back from a massive 10 month layoff, uh, and you go, well, this kid was never injured, but for him to, uh, yeah, I'm ready for the Florian Wirtz. He's only got four caps to his name. So I am ready for the Florian Wirtz era with Jamal Musiala. I'm ready for this era to start. Fuck. Um, it's we'll an see. era. We'll it's, see it's really an era because those are the I two hope. players with the highest potential in that German team. Karim Adeyemi sure. too involved. And you might say, yeah, Schlotzerbeck in terms of center back too. But Kimish, yeah. I want to give a shout out. Kimish captain, big role. And big responsibility now at Bayern 2. So national Huge. teams. Mm, I got to yeah. mention my own. That's Portugal too. Uh, oh, and yeah. just so I don't forget, if we're talking Germany, Reus, yeah. Marco Reus beca became the all-time goal scorer of Dortmund with 160 goals. What a legacy he had. And he picked to stay at Dortmund. Not like Hummels, not like Lewandowski, that they left. Yeah. Okay, Hummels came back, but Reus could have gone anywhere in the world and he picked to stay at Dortmund big shout out to that I know what if it guy. wasn't for injuries 
two. Oh, the injuries took us for such an enormous career. So Thomas yeah. Muller, though, like era versus Marco Reus, we'll remember those games like 15 years in the making. So that was that was 10 years at least, a decade of these yeah. matchups. Reus Lewandowski partnership against like Muller at the time, like the tension, amazing. So I wanted yep. to say that. But mentioning That's Portugal. Good. <laughs> yes, Roberto yes. Martinez. I'm not gonna hate on it, okay? Because I see a lot of new territory territory for the Portuguese national team here. Because Roberto Martinez, you sir, went bold, bold by hmm. getting six center backs in your first selection. Gosalinasio and Dioglater, the two ones I'm gonna point out because they're tall and left-footed center backs. Okay, he's trusting the youth. And they're going both for Sporting and Union Berlin, respectively. I wasn't expecting that. And no William Carvalho. No William Carvalho. So I'm happy no. about that, personally. So I wanted to give credit to that. And I hope, Roberto Martinez, my big message for everyone yes. at home, too, is please, Roberto Martinez, start Gonçal Ramos. He scored five, in five consecutive games with Stadio de Luz in his last five games for Benfica. And Gonçal Ramos... In all comp on all competition across all competitions, Gosal Rams has 28 goals scored. Darwin left Benfica with 34 goals scored across all competitions. Gosal is going to surpass that this season with club and country. I really but believe Gosal Rams will get a big move, and he deserves to be the starter for Portugal. Barola Gosal, keep going, Gosal Rams. So. Yeah, definitely keep going. Um, but I, I have an issue, and I'm, I'm surprised you're not as angry mm. um, as I am about it. Uh, I, I have all the love for Ruben Neves. I have all the love for Mateus Nunes. Okay, uh, but they're both deep in a relegation battle. Mm. Um, hell, Mateus Nunes figured out a way to get red carded on the bench over the weekend. Okay, um, I, I don't understand why in Roberto Martinez. <laughs> in his first Portugal squad uh, with Liechtenstein and Luxembourg mm -hmm. on the horizon. Why would you not have Florentino Luis I said in it. there? I said if, it. If, if this is a meritocracy, um, you can't have two more favorable fixtures for him to get his feet wet, for him to get his first cap, for him, for people to understand that this man, Florentino, okay, he has been arguably the most important midfielder, if not field player, for Benfica well, this season. One of okay? the most important, uh, yes. Definitely. And definitely one of the most. But I'm, def you know, midfielder, him with Jao Mario, with, with Gonzalo Ramos, Arsons. absolutely with Arsenis. Oh. Yep. I got it. But man, you couldn't have asked for a better time to say, I see you. I want to hand you your, your first caps. And I just want to let you know that it is going to be a battle in the future because this is not me saying Mateus Nunes is, is a bad player. It's not me saying Ruben Neves is a bad player. But my goodness. What more does Florentino have to do? Completely agree. Leading the leading Liga Portugal, he's literally in the quarterfinals of the Champions League, starting for one of the hottest teams on the planet right now. And you're telling me he does not deserve deserve his first cap? And one of the I, players I, that, with the most tackles and interceptions in the Champions League, definitely in the top exactly. five. Definitely in the top five list. Unbelievable, yeah, unbelievable. I love that take, Bretton. I think you hit the money. Okay, because of the importance of the games and the involvement that he deserves to have with the yeah. first team. It would be the first time. And look, this is what annoys me. Jean-Marie yep. did get called up. Gonçal Rems did get called up. Great. But Florentino didn't. And Grimaldo no. didn't for, for Spain. 
Grimaldo is one of the best left backs in the world. I said top 10 this season in terms of form because he's crucial on that left side for Benfica. Grimaldo yep. is better than Jose Gaia. Better than Jose yeah. Gaia that got that call up for Spain. Not Alejandro Balde. I love Alejandro Balde. He's key and young at Barca. But Grimaldo is better than Gaia this season. So I wanted to say that and pod with the international team. Because, yeah. oh, come on, yeah. he deserves it. He deserves it. And that that's Spain. I mean, this, this, I'm like that's one of the international fixtures to watch. This is one of the Euro qualifiers to watch. It is Norway versus Spain. And Spain is not only going to be without Grimaldo, but they're also without Pedri. They're without, they did not call up on Sufati. No Eric Garcia or Ferran or those that we've seen previously. I think not even Asensio is in the squad. Um, so, you know, this is going to be a really, really interesting Spanish squad uh, going up against a Norwegian team that actually needs to see progress. I think everyone Fuck. here is going, listen, Holland, uh, he's got to go bold. Odegaard's got to go bold. You got to see Frederick Arsnes. Yes. I, ask so me, good, let me, Fred. let me, I, so I have good. to ask you right now, how many caps do you think Frederick Arsnes has for the Norwegian national team? Oh, considering he's played 32 games like for Benfica this season, I think he must have yeah. like more than 20. He does like, no, 15? 10. Okay. 10. Okay. 10 caps. He's 27, right? He's oh. not a spring chicken, right? He, he is not young, right? And and when it comes down to it, like he is part of Ten. Arne Slot's, you know, Fire Nord uh, kind of resurgence here as they as they look for um, you know relevance uh, in the Eredivisie and beyond. Hmm. But Arsnes, uh, for him to go to Portugal uh, and to establish himself, uh, a, not just in Portugal uh, as one of the better midfielders, but also uh, in the Champions League, for him to do that, I I was absolutely shocked. So it's another piece. It's another piece of this Norwegian puzzle that kind of presents itself as somebody you can rely upon. Now you've got Odegaard, you've got Arsnes, you've got Holland. Now you need to find who's going to be the Henning Berg, right? Who's going to be uh, the Tour Andre Flo? Uh, well, that's you got Holland. a lot of players. But you Sunday know what I'm. Bench. You know what I'm saying, you right? Need a lot I mean, of the role last players coming up too. I agree. Yeah, it's at, interesting. But listen, the the last time Norway has qualified. For literally anything of you know importance, it was 1998 World Cup oh. and the 2000 Euros. Holland's right? gonna get and that, that was done. The heyday. And you they're think gonna so? get through a group stage one day. I really believe that the future of okay. Norway is going bold. Odegaard, Holland. It is. I, I Arsens, in my opinion, is one of the best Benfica players I've seen in the past three years. He's just brilliant. And for 15 million, the steal. Oh. But tell us down below your thoughts about international uh, games. What do you think? The yep. surprises you can see. Because right now, woo, we got Europa League. No, Bretton. <laughs> you we mentioned Feyenoord. And Arne Slot, he's doing an amazing job. Because Feyenoord have a six-point lead with Captain Arkun Koksu leading the team. Santiago Jimenez yes. going so bold. Four million buy. What a bargain. And I'm going to say Feyenoord. They're going to play against Roma, and I wouldn't be surprised. A conference league final last year, I wouldn't be surprised if they gone through because they did beat Shakhtar yeah. 7-1. So what yeah. a week for Feyenoord fans. Beating Ajax for the first yeah. time in Amsterdam since 2005, and they win 7-1 in the, in the conference league. That, what a result. Oh. What a result. If and without, without Sinistera... Without yep. Arsens, without Senesi, yep. and without Malasia, and without Malasia. Yeah. So what? Uh, listen, what a rebuild! If I'm 
if I'm Jose Mourinho, I'm I'm shaking in my boots right no. now. Um, with no. them coming. No. But listen, but listen, this is a Fyodor squad that also remembers last year's Europa Conference League final. I mean, they are they've got their eyes on the prize. They've lost it before, and now they're in the Europa League, and they have a chance uh, to go far. And I I do see them. They are one of my dark horses right now. I feel like they've got the talent. They've got the the, the coming together. I mean, David Hanko uh, in defense, Gertruda in defense, only 22 years old. He just got his first call up um, to the Dutch national team. Well-deserved. Orkin Koksu. Um, Arne Slot deserves so much more credit than he's getting. Mm-hmm. And this is his second big managerial role. He was at Azad Al- Alkmaar previous to this. And he's got himself like a 63% win percentage. Whoa. Win percentage. Okay, and that's in European competitions, too. Um, So six points, I mean, to win the the Classicer, right, and to beat Ajax at the death, um, and to compete, as you said, with losing all those parts. Uh, Feyenoord is, you know, we could talk about Shabby Simmons and PSV and how amazing that story is right now. And we could talk about some of the guys going bold for Ajax. But when it comes down to it, Feyenoord is the best story in the Eredivisie right now, and I think in the Europa League. Fox. I think in the Europa League. Ah, Sigil was. Sigil was. It's another great oh, yeah. story, too. Yeah, and I'm sure you know a lot about that, and we're going to talk about I- that, too. But Ernest Lund, yes. I just want to say, I yes. think he's going to be the next manager leaving the Eredivisie, like Eric Ten Hag, that's going to a top team in Europe. Arnest Slot. And you, I love the shout-out that we're giving. With a 19-game unbeaten streak, too. Big credit yes. to what he's doing because that ain't Jeez. easy with the level of competition that he has in the Eredivisie. visa. Strong PSV, strong Ajax. Ajax with Tadic doing everything he can in that game for them to yep. get a point at least. Kudush, hard, hard point, a hard win that they managed to do since 2005, like I said. But Europa yeah, League time. Yeah. I so so Feyenoord yes. Roma. Getting getting mm-hmm. your thoughts on this. So Feyenoord I, Roma, you're gonna go bold with Feyenoord Breton. Yeah, I'm going to say Feyenoord wins. Zemorin, what a lap. Zemorin, show up. I think Sorry. I do think I do I'm going to I'm going to side with Roma though because of Zemorin. The impact I he has in the <laughs> you knew. So, I leading knew up to the TV said with an interesting story too. St. Gilles. St. Gilles Leverkusen that oh my days uh, these two teams they trust the youth. I mean <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I love this matchup. Uh, not just because we're FC Wonder Kid. Uh, we've talked about Leverkusen to no length, right? I mean, we've talked to Lever- about Leverkusen, especially since Xabi Alonso picked up, especially since Flo Wirtz is back. Yes, um, you know, y- their their defense between Kosinu and between uh, who's the other uh, Piero Hinkapi, uh, Topsoba. We love them all. We love Leverkusen. <laughs> I love this matchup. But I love it more because of Union Saint-Gilles. Uh. <laughs> two years ago, two years ago, they were not even promoted into the Belgian Pro League. Okay? <laughs> it, it, it has been 60-plus years since they were in any European competition. Oh, my god! All right? And in two years' time, they went from being promoted to finishing <laughs> second and leading the Pro League last season for, like, the majority of the year before they were pipped at the end. Oh. And now they have found themselves in... A major, major Europa League quarterfinal against you know one of the one of the more fun FC Wonder Kid teams to talk about. But there's two in particular we have to watch here because this team, if you don't know it, 
Union Saint-Gilles was is actually owned by the same owner as Brighton. Fox. And you know that I love Brighton Brentford because of their or, trans policy. It, no, is Brighton. It, is Brighton? Oh, my days. It is better. Brighton. <laughs> oh, yeah. Younger dude, too, right? Younger dude. Uh, I think he even plays poker on the side or something. But listen, <laughs> uh, Brighton owning them, for me, it hits home with that transfer policy because we all know it. And one of their biggest stars right now, Simon Adingra, who just got his first call up to uh, the Ivory Coast, to Cote d'Ivoire. Simon Adingra is a winger uh, who has been absolutely lights out for them. And I think, you know, Leverkusen has not necessarily been great defensively this season. You're mm. going to see Adingra and you're going to see uh, 21 or 22-year-old Victor Boniface, who is a Nigerian striker, part of this ridiculous core of Nigerian strikers that just can't stop going bold this season. Uh, you are, you are. if you do not know these two names, you are going to know these two names by the end of these fixtures. I love um, it. I but love how you're mentioning it, it, that. Because I've got the stats on them this season. And Bonnie yes. Foss, Nigerian striker, 22 years old, has 19 goals scored and 7 assists. And Adingra has 12 goals and 11 assists for Royal St. Gilles. You said a team that was not even not even in the first division three, two, three years ago. That's insane, ago, the correct. level of management. They're the Brighton but, of Belgium. <laughs> or maybe yeah, the Leicester. <laughs> maybe it, the Leicester of Belgium. <laughs> it could be, but listen to this. Listen to this. Okay, so last season, they had 50 or so goals from other places that are all gone. Benny Zundav, where do you think he went? Brighton. He signed for Brighton. He actually just scored in the FA Cup, booked them a trip to the Wem to Wembley. Uh, I believe they're playing Manchester United mm. in the semifinals, who ended up beating Fulham, right? Mm -hmm. But, okay, Denny Zundav left. Dante uh, Van Zier went to New York Red Bulls in, M in Major League Soccer. He had like 20-plus goals for them last season when they almost won the league. They got rid of him. And guess who else they got rid of? Matoma. Kaoru Matoma played for San Joaz last year on loan oh from God. Brighton and is now back at Brighton. And we know what well, everybody knows his name now. One of the okay? best dribblers so, in the world. <laughs> exactly. So Adingra and uh, Boniface, Boniface, I don't know how to actually say his name, mm -hmm. but you've got to watch. And Teddy Tuma is the guy that keeps it all together. Yeah. Okay, he's this Maltese midfielder. I think he's the captain for Malta. Yes. He's 29. He has been their uh, their lynch, the guy that has kept them together uh, these last few seasons. So I love this story. As you can tell, I am prone <laughs> to um, loving an underdog story. So Leverkusen, uh, I'm going to have to say I'm going to root for Union Saint-Gilles, although ah. I think Leverkusen does definitely have the quality to get by them. I mean, Moussa Diaby is not going to go down without a fight. Mm. <laughs> That's true. Good, good point. Good point. And Jeremy Fringpong too for me. One of the best mm. wingbacks in the world of football right now. I'm gonna say, and Virts too as a talent. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah. but you went. You sided with uh, with with Feyenoord. I sided with Roma. I'm gonna yep. side so with Leverkusen. You're gonna side with. <laughs> I, I'll go with my heart on this one. I'll say Union San Joaquin. Oh, but, but that'd I, be bold, I, man. Xavi Alonso, yeah. get it done. <laughs> have your he, 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 <laughs> he can get that done. But, I can get that done. But like done. that, that makes way for probably the the more exciting. I mean, you've got like these two fixtures are pretty good, and Manchester United versus Sevilla. This is not like Sevilla is terrible in La Liga, mm -hmm. but Sevilla knows how to win a Europa League. So does Manchester United, but Sevilla knows how to get it done. Um, with that said, do you see Sevilla having any sort of a shot against Manchester United? I think I think they do have a shot, but I really think this will, game will show that Eric Ten Hag is now the manager of Man United and things are different. Yeah. The culture yeah. is being instilled now 
and Eric Ten Hag won a League Cup. And if he's going to change the culture at Man United, he's got to win this Europa League too, in my opinion. Marcus Rashford okay. is the most informed player in Europa League right now, in my okay. opinion, with six goals scored. And I don't see him stopping against Sevilla. I think he will score too. And they will go to the semifinals, in my opinion. I side with Man United on this one. Yeah. I really do. And I'm going to... I'm going to join you on that because there's just <laughs> too much disarray, too much disarray at Sevilla. It's it's going to take exactly. Man United beating themselves, uh, which has happened before, mm-hmm. um, to to for Sevilla to come out on top in this True. one. So I think, you know, one of the more juicy, mm. I mean, sporting, I guess sporting <laughs> would have been, uh, it would have been Arsenal versus Juve, uh, but it would be, it's sporting Juve. And I, I got to say, momentum, momentum, momentum. <laughs> Um, I think you're going to like my pick. Well, I think you're going to like my pick in this one. No, you're going for Sporting. I think I might. What? I know Juventus has been atrocious, but Juventus need the Europa League more than anyone because they're not And that's why they're going to lose. And that's why they're going to lose. <laughs> Look, Sporting, it's the big... We're going to remember this team with Ugarth, Pot, and we're going to most importantly yep. remember Ruben Emery and what he's doing. And it would be a huge statement yep. for Ruben Emery to go far in the Europa League. If that happens, I could yeah. see it happening, though. I could see it happening. And Diaman people, look, I in a video of Sporting I mentioned, go check out on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Like, Diaman legitimately is one of the best young under-20 centre-backs in the world right now. The game he played against Arsenal, the quality he had, the yeah. confidence he had on ball, it was special. So I'm really excited to see what he's going to do. Because now Sporting fans don't even think about Kovac hey. leaving. It's Gonzalo Inacio, Diamant, and St. Right. Just in the future. And that's like amazing trio of center backs, yeah. in my opinion. So, Yeah, yeah and Coates did not play against Arsenal. Not right? needed. Not ne- he is supporting. Yeah, he's the needed. captain. <laughs> he's the leader. Well, he's the leader. He's the voice on the pitch. But I think yeah. you need more leaders to be done. And I think long term we have. But I like that mention. Uh, yeah. I like that mention. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I think, you know, when it comes down to Juve right now, um, it. Mm. They go the way Dusan Vlahovic goes. And Dusan Vlahovic uh, and Di Maria, of, of course. Yes. Of course, of course, of course. Di Maria. Um, but Vlahovic, Vlahovic for me has been kind of their um, – I mean, he's starting to heat up again, I suppose. Uh, it, it's it's whether or not uh, – Sporting doesn't have a Vlahovic. Let's just say that. True, but right? – True, true. And Chiesa too. That's another player too that I, I really think Chiesa back for Zvinch. That's why they need a top manager. Chiesa's there. Vlahovic is there. Bremer. What a center back he is. He can do everything, Bremer. Yes. So they have players, Zvinch. They can do a young curve for the future, but they don't have the manager. So I think yeah. if Sporting win and they go through against Zvinch, I think it just pushes even more for Allegri to leave, which is something positive for next season, in my opinion. I am not Allegri. I hate Allegri ball. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I yeah. think he's the better, best times of Allegri have passed. So, like, let's, yeah. <laughs> it'll be interesting. But yeah, tell well, us down below if you agree with our Europa League picks for these games. And, yeah, tell us yours in the comment section. And like the video if you're enjoying until now. But yeah, this please. is the most important topic. <laughs> this is the topic I want to know your juicier, Brunson. I want to know your, your predictions with the Champions Ready? League because, oh, my days, man. Let's start with a Chelsea-Real Madrid because Pulisic well, is there and, and Potter and needs a win. <laughs> I love how you just called him Pulisic. Uh, Pul- uh, but yeah, Pulisic <laughs> is there. 
No, no, listen, Real Madrid, Chelsea. Um, all I have to say is Kareem Benzema has scored his last 10 Champions League goals against English competition. Okay, <laughs> you can fact check me on this. We've got four goals versus Chelsea in last year's quarterfinals, three Oof. goals versus Manchester City in last year's semifinals, and three goals versus Liverpool. Oh, you know, just last week or so. Okay, <laughs> I am going to say it right now. I suspect that this streak will continue, mm-hmm. and I suspect that. Uh, Kareem Benzema then will likely uh, might go up against English competition in the semifinals as well. Um, And that streak will continue once again, where he literally will only score in five sets of fixtures will only score against English competition. But listen, Mm. I, I, the only thing you got here is if, if Chelsea's momentum, Mm -hmm. I I know that they just tied Everton, but if Chelsea's momentum is real, um, Mm -hmm. this is one way to show it. Exactly. This is one way to show it, man. I mean, exactly. The gl- the glimpses he, he of success have... of that we yep. were mentioning with Arteta and Ten Hag that he has in his first six months. If Potter goes through against Real Madrid, one of the contenders. To, not if Potter, Chelsea doesn't even even need to win the Champions League. But if no. Chelsea goes through with Real Madrid, that's the state statement that Graham Potter needs. Enzo Fernandez versus Shoemeni and Kamavinga will be an elite. Matchup, and if they're gonna do something against Real Madrid, it's from the right back spot. And Mudrik, attention's yes. gonna be on Mudrik against Carvajal because that's where they can do damage. And João Felix knows Real Madrid too, so these are sure big points uh, that for Chelsea. But I don't believe they'll go through. Yeah. I believe Real Madrid is gonna go through. Why? Because just like Ancelotti, I do believe, like Ancelotti said, Vinicius Junior is the best player in the world right now and Charlotte said this he affirmed this and at 21 22 sorry Vinicius is one of the best Brazilian players I've ever seen in La Liga and that's a big talk Ronaldinho uh, Ronald Nazario you got huge Neymar peak Vinicius at 21 has that experience and he has a key role for Real Madrid so if yeah. I think he's going to destroy Chelsea, in my opinion, I mean, Vinicius, and he can and he can still get so much better. He exactly. can still get so much better. Exactly. And listen, I, I, I love I love Reese James, but I am going to pull out the popcorn uh, <laughs> to watch this this Reese James Vinicius Jr. Uh, battle. Um, but there's there's so much to like about this. Um, I, you know, there's so much to like about this side of the bracket. Mm-hmm. Why? Real Madrid, Chelsea, the winner of that plays the winner of the next fixture we're going to talk about, which is Manchester City, Bayern. Mm -hmm. But on the other side, you've got three Italian teams, Mm -hmm. of which there have not been three Italian teams in the Champions League quarterfinals, I think since like 2006, 2005. It's been a very, very long time since we've had this type of, uh, you know, Italian uh, strength. Mm -hmm. Um, And and it's not Juve. (laughs) It's not Juve, which is just shocking. But when it comes down to it, I love knowing... In some respects, okay? I love knowing that one of Inter or Napoli or uh, AC Milan or, or Benfica, Benfica <laughs> is going to be in the final. Um, so it, it, it's 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 interesting. It's it's interesting. I know most people don't like that because you, you feel like you might want to set this up ah, for like a Bayern-Real Madrid final or a City-Real Madrid final. But listen, that's 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 why you draw these things. But anyway, <laughs> but back but, to Manchester City, Bayern, man. I mean, but, do you think João Cancelo is going to get his revenge? But but wait, wait, who do you think is going through? So Real Madrid against Chelsea, right? Yes. 
Okay, okay. Oh, okay. Re- Real Madrid. <laughs> okay, Real Madrid. okay. I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you with Real. And Man City Bayern. Come on, what an interesting matchup it is too. I think this is going to be Haaland's most important two fixtures in his career against Bayern yeah. Munich. A, a, like a rival that he knew well at Dortmund. And after scoring scoring those five goals in the against RB Leipzig, the whole world is going to be watching this matchup exactly. against Bayern Munich. And if he wants to win a Ballon d'Or, these are the statements that Erling Haaland has to do. He has to beat Bayern, and he then has to beat Real Madrid, most probably, or Chelsea if they go bold. Haaland yep. has to carry Man City and Pep Guardiola in the Champions League if he's going to be w- discussed with the greatest in the game. So that's why I'm so excited for this. I, <laughs> and Casillo can play. Jean Casillo yeah. can play against yeah. uh, Man City. And if he plays, I surely expect them to go yeah. Bold, and this is the biggest chance that that the Prem teams or even Real Madrid have to beat Bayern Munich, in my opinion, because there's no Lewandowski, sure. no Lewandowski. No. That was the that's the biggest problem of Bayern Munich right now. I know Schupermatting scoring yeah. goals, Müller's involved, but no Lewandowski is a problem. So yeah, yeah, and and any time I be- like Bayern has just been absolutely on a tear as of late. Right. And it looks as if they were going to run away with the Bundesliga. And then I'm telling you, no, they, they just, they lost to Leverkusen. Dortmund. They lost to Leverkusen Dortmund. over the weekend. I told um, you guys. And, and Dortmund now takes sole lead of, uh, so every time I think Bayern is going to start running away with it, they, they pull you right back in. They pull you right back in with it. So, I, maybe I don't know if that makes it a toss-up for me. I th- I still think Bayern is the the, the unit, but I'm going to tell you, Holland. As much as we feel Holland is the guy, Kevin De Bruyne is slowly inching his way back to peak form. Mm. He's slowly inching his way back to peak form. I know he's not there yet. What what a what a time to reintroduce yourself. What a time <laughs> to to literally become the guy because you're absolutely right. All attention is going to be on Erling Holland, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's going to be Kevin De Bruyne that makes the difference here. Um, and even then, I still haven't decided who I who I think is going to mm. win. I mean, I still think I still think Bayern Munich um, has been here before. They know how to get it done. But then again, Manchester City was you know. I mean, they've also been here before. And the uh, thing, too, with Bayern is they're instilling a culture with so many youngsters involved, too, with Kimmich captain. You have Alfonso Davis there, Upamecano, yes. Delict, Musiala. They got youth, youth yes. players, too, and they're learning. Champions League winner already, a lot of them. Fonzi and uh, Musiala, those two, they won a Champions League. At 17, yeah. Musiala was. Photo next to Neymar, we'll never forget that. And he was important, involved in that. So... I think, well, I'm going to side with Man City, though. I'm going to side with Man City because this is the best chance of Pep Guardiola since he's been at Man City to win a Champions, in my opinion. Champions League. Okay. I'm going to say that. Uh, Because, uh, like, there's a stat. If Man City beats Bayern Munich, last time Mm -hmm. that uh, uh, Pep Guardiola won a Champions League, he did beat Bayern Munich, too, with Barca in the quarterfinals. So we could see okay. on a run Man City, and yeah, it's history repeating itself. So that's an interesting stat too. And yeah, you let's see. Tell us down below who do you yeah. think will go through in this matchup. But well, yeah. I'm gonna just tell you one one thing before we move on from this. Erling Holland has lost all seven times that he's played against Bayern. Okay, oh. um, and and my reason, it's my reason. Change. It's gonna change behind why exactly? I think that I think that it is. I'm deciding right now 
on this camera, uh, I do believe Manchester City will get by Bayern Munich. Um, and I think it's because of that. I think Erling Holland, it's not, it might not be a hat trick a game. He might not add to his six hat tricks this season. Um, but I do believe that Erling Holland wants it so, so much um, that I think, I think Manchester City will get it done. I, I'm more worried about whether or not Bayern can pick apart that defense. But if he scores I know a they've hat been good. trick, oh my days, the scenes. I could see it happening. Like with Holland, yeah. I'm not going to say I couldn't see that happening anymore. Since he's now have 28 yeah. Premier League goals scored, five goals in the Champions League in 57 minutes. I, and he scored yeah. nine goals when he was a youth, like for the under 20 of Norway. So I'm not not going to say I don't see that happening with Erling Haaland anymore. <laughs> well, <laughs> I could see er, that. <laughs> I, I, no, and Erling Haaland, Erling Haaland single-handedly devalued Josko uh, Gavardiol oh. uh, by about 20 million euros um, <laughs> when he got manhandled in that game versus Leipzig. Um, listen, Gavardiol is phenomenal and still the best uh, or one of the best young center backs on the planet. But my goodness. Erling Holland when he gets going, I, I don't know. I don't know. And uh, and Bayern Munich, they've done this before. I mean, this is a team. I know this isn't the same team, mm -hmm. but this is a team that has demoralized Lionel Messi himself. True. So true. I but, but I see a better team. But I, in terms I'm, of unit and tactics yeah. at City than at PSG. I think yeah, man. Okay. The PSG is a whole different topic. Like two seasons with Messi, yeah. they never gone through the quarterfinals. Messi's not the problem, yeah. guaranteed. The problem is playing with Neymar, Messi, and Mbappe together. You cannot win a Champions League with them together. It's been shown with time. Mbappe, I think he's frustrated. So Real Madrid, every single season, will be more likely that he'll go to the El, Gal El Galacticos. But mentioning the yep. Champions League. <laughs> so, Cincy Bayern, that's wrapped up. And now, Befica Inter. <laughs> I was so happy, Bretton, personally. I might This might be clipped sure. in the future. Say, ha, 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 you shouldn't have been that happy. But seeing Inter play Porto, Porto without Otavio, man of the match, Onana, yep. Sanyanoglu, eh, played a good game too. Yep. But Onana, definitely yep. man of the match, in my opinion. I think Benfica can go mm -hmm. through in style. In style. So I'm going to definitely pick Benfica on this. João Mario. Okay. He's got more than 15. He's got, like I think, 17 goals scored in the league. For Benfica. Yeah. Like, what a season with Roger Schmidt and Arsens is one of the most underrated midfielders in the world of football because he's not goals and assists. He's just involved in everything, and he makes everything happen. Pressure, involvement with the team, goals happen because Arsens is involved in the play. So I wanted to say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and as far as form goes, um, Benfica could not be any more in form. They've lost to the same squad right the same braga squad twice this season <laughs> uh but that's in 44 fixtures in 44 separate fixtures um you know benfica um only i guess their boogeyman losses. is is braga only two losses um and uh, you're you're drawing a team that of course has lukaku in body form mm -hmm. right he of course has lautaro um of course has barella um, and some phenomenal pieces, but these same pieces lost to Spezia. These same pieces recently lost to Bologna. Uh, these same pieces are are almost, they're not going to piss away their Champions League bid, in my Ooh, opinion, um, but they've been pretty inconsistent. Um, and there is a lot that needs to happen from now until the day 
that Inter actually faces off with Benfica, which I believe is like April 11th or something mm-hmm. like that, less than a month from now, um, for me to feel like Inter, this is this is funny, but for me to feel like Inter has a chance versus Benfica. I don't <laughs> think this is a David Goliath. I don't think that this is a, um, a uh, you know, one team is so much better than the other. Benfica has shown uh, that they're, in my opinion, the better team this season. And it, it just comes down to whether or not they can do it on the day or on the week, right? <laughs> Since a week goes between the two legs. But I'll say it too, Benfica over Inter. Ah, I love it. Roger Schmidt, man. And I just want to say this mm. shout too. Never, I think in my lifetime, this is the best I've ever seen the top three teams in Portugal with managers. Ruben Emery with Sporting, amazing management. Sergio Cossisson with Porto, special, special coach. And Roger yep. Schmidt with Benfica, elite management. Only two losses with Braga that you mentioned. The boogeyman fucked right yep. there. And the last the matchup boogeyman. is the team that's playing the best football in Europe. 18 points ahead in Serie A. No one can go close, and that is Napoli. Ozime, Ozime has 20 goals, 21 goals. Ozime, 21 goals scored in the league, and Kvishek Varetskili in the league with 12 goals and 10 assists. Unbelievable form. Yeah. And if Kvishek was not Georgian, if he was Brazilian or, oh, English, oh, my days, 200 million would be the price. I even see some people comparing Kvishek and Saka. That's ridiculous. Mm. Visha is much mm. better than Saka right now. In my opinion. Much better. Like, it can't be comparable. Body balance, yeah. brilliance, genius, goals, involvements. The way he reads the game. Saka is a great player. Generational talent for Arsenal. But Kvisha just has the edge, in my opinion. Okay? And I think that's the right <laughs> thoughts. But tell us down below if you disagree with me with this Kvisha Saka debate. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, I wanted to uh, mention that. Ozyman and Kvisha. <laughs> listen, but, but AC Milan has the tools to beat Napoli. They True. do. They do have the tools to beat Napoli. I mean, they've shown it before. Um, I'm, I'm going to say that if there was a team um, so far in 2023 that has somehow navigated their way to hell and then back, uh, it has been AC Milan. True. It has been the Rosaneri. Uh, and they've got their big pieces back. Mm-hmm. Um, but as it stands, uh, there's really it's really one-dimensional, Alex. It's one-dimensional. If Victor Osimhen scores, okay, mm-hmm. Napoli are right now, they have won 19 and 19 games when Victor Osimhen scores. Okay? So, here's a simple idea for you, AC Milan. Keep Victor Osimhen from scoring. And we'll see what happens. Possible. Um, well, vodka, too. The work rate he has in that team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Kvisha <laughs> and Osimhen are the main man. But Minjay Kim, Lobotka, Matias Oliveira... I just can't see Napoli and I see Milan stopping them. I really can't. And listen, <laughs> the the assembly of this team, I still think, is going to either go down as the largest stroke of luck and fortune, or it is such meticulous planning and just such great bargain hunting um, that Spalletti and I don't know who is above Spalletti that does a lot of the sporting, um, you know, conversations for Napoli. The but my Lorentis? goodness, we said it in the last. De Laurentiis, that, that, that rings a bell. Mm-hmm. Well done. Um, but we've talked about it multiple times. We have to say it over and over again. It, you know, I don't know if it's going to be replicated anytime soon, but you look at how they assembled this squad and what they have gotten out of these guys. Uh, I clearly, I'm not going to lie. I, I love what AC Milan has does, done, but I, I clearly want Napoli to go through here. <laughs> I do. I want to see this happen. Um, and it has been a long time since Napoli has been able to uh, – 
Uh, now, I don't like and I don't condone what obviously happened in their hometown mm. uh, during their most recent uh, Champions League. But at the same time, separate of all that, from a footballing perspective, mm-hmm. Kavard Skilia, Osimen, uh, Labotka, um, Zelensky, I mean, Min Jae Kim, all of these boy. guys, this story, <laughs> yeah, this story is just a beautiful story. Um, and I, I want to see it continue. So I am going to pick Napoli over AC Milan, but I do think it's going to be a lot closer than people are given. You know, AC Milan credit point. for. That's a very fair point. Yeah. And Napoli, for its yeah. context, they didn't le- let the Frankfurt fans come in. And if Befica goes yeah. through against Inter, man, a lot of people will be traveling from Portugal to uh, to Napoli. And if they don't get tickets uh, in, that's going to be devastated. I know a lot of people will. that will be very sad if they they can't if they buy a ticket most like and if they they can't if they're not allowed to watch the game. That's ridiculous if that happens. It is. So it is. please, like, so mm. we believe it's going to be Napoli <laughs> Befica in the next round. Yep. And we yep. believe it's going to be Real Madrid Man City. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, people, put your picks down below of what do you believe will happen in the European competitions. This was a fantastic chat. Fantastic chat. And I have a last shot in the pod <laughs> because I wanted to ask you, Breton. I see so much news about this. Yes. Patrick Vieira, Thierry, U.S. men's national team. Is it going to be Claudio Reyna managing yeah. his son? Not being a general manager? Uh, I, <laughs> it, it, oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Don't so get much. me started on that whole Claudio Reyna thing. Claudio Reyna. Um, yeah. Uh, just read. N- never mind. Don't, play Gio don't go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> I, play I, Gio I, Reyna. Yes. Well, That's the only you can thing. play Gio Reyna, but let's just say that the Reynas do not come out meaning the parents, not Geo. The Reynas do not come out uh, looking very flattering mm. um, in whatever recently came out of that investigation uh, between Burhalter um, and the Reynas and, mm. and all that stuff. I mean, it, it, it's not good at all. It's not a good light. And I am so excited to move on from it at some point. Uh, but the only thing that's ever going to put that, you know, kind of in the rearview mirror mm. is actually finding a new coach mm-hmm. um and yes the names being bandied about right now uh, one is thierry Henry. uh <laughs> thierry Henry uh had a pretty disastrous i'm gonna say it managerial stint at um the montreal impact true okay uh to where he was seen basically just assuming that everybody should have the god-given talents that he does now thierry Henry is great as an analyst thierry Henry is legendary as a player Um, but from a managerial perspective, I don't see how that is a fit in any way, shape or form. Cause frankly, aside from what I hear is a good productive, uh, stint as an assistant coach for Belgium. Mm. Um, he should have taken, he should have taken Thierry Henry should have taken that French women's national team coach, uh, coaching position to start Mm. because he has not had a good, uh, I would rather, I'm going to say this right now. I'd rather take Patrick Vieira. Mm-hmm. recently led off by uh, Crystal Palace, and understandably so. I would rather take Patrick Vieira than Thierry Henry at this point. Would you take Patrick uh, because Vieira a good striker... ahead of Jesse Marsh? Yeah. No. Ah! <laughs> That's the man you want, no. Bretton! That's the man you uh, yeah. want! You want Jesse Marsh for I... the U.S. Men's National Team? Until I can come up with a bet, do I think he's a perfect solution for this uh, at, at the moment? No. I mean, would I rather see, believe it or not, Jesse Marsh uh, actually cut his teeth and do well in the Premier League? Um, I would have rather have seen that. I would have traded that than, than have Jesse Marsh 
mm-hmm. as part this early in the cycle uh, as part of the U.S. men's national team. Um, but but as it stands, you know, Jesse Marsh, and then I'm going to say it, and I, I really hope it doesn't come true. Mm. I would love to see Jim Curtin. I would love to see Jim Curtin at some point. Uh, um, but the Philadelphia Union, Union would – they'd be lesser off. And we got rid of the guy that would be ready made to replace him, Pat Noonan. We got rid of him and he's at FC Cincinnati because he wanted his time in the, uh, in the limelight deservedly. So, cause he deserved it. So um, I, I think um, Jesse Marsh, I think Patrick Vieira they're they'd be dumb not to sit down with them, mm-hmm. uh, but they're not in a rush here. They're Even not in a Bielsa. rush. They've, they've been clear about that. Even Bielsa oh must have a job interview with the U.S. Mass National Team. But tell us down below yeah, listen. your thoughts on this one. Because my yeah. days, man, the U.S. Mass National Team coach. Get Balogun. Balogun, I got, he put a story recently. Player, I want to play where I'm appreciated. Oh, I'll go to the U.S. You'll be the top striker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the U.S. just got a win. And Alex Zendejas uh, pulling him over uh, back, I should say, from Mexico. Um, and if Hilaire and Balagan would be, especially before the Copa America, before Gold's Cup, oh, before yeah. all these things coming up, um, it would be wonderful to get him in there. And Balagan has been, you know, he knows these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knows he knows them. And I, it, it is From a little Arsenal, weird yeah. that, like, yes. Like Musa, um, so Balagan, knows, I, think, I, yeah. I think it's just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of time. It's filing the one-time switch. It's getting it done. Um, but listen... I appreciate you taking this time to talk about the U.S. men's national team. Um, but if we're going to shout out one other one other um, person right now, mm-hmm. I have to shout out two. One is Ilan Meslier became the the youngest goalkeeper ever mm. to make 100 Premier League appearances ever Whoa. in Premier League history. Meslier, Whoa. okay? Well done, you. Uh, he is not the best you know, version of himself right now, but my goodness, Great has talent, he bro. saved... Leeds United more often than he has hurt Leeds United. Um, so I am here for his continued development and Leeds with the big win the other day, um, which is good to see, but they're going to need a whole lot more to get out of that relegation scrap. But I have to bring you, um, you know, if Tiago Almada, okay, <laughs> if Tiago Almada, okay, he just made history in Major League Soccer. He became the first player Dude. to register four goals, four assists in his first four games, eight goal involvements in four games. Um, for Atlanta United, this kid is starting to look, okay? He was he was a star, you know, when he was breaking out in Argentina. He is now not the finished product. But if Miguel Almiron went for $25 million, $30 million plus uh, at Newcastle United multiple years ago, mm-hmm. Tiago Almada is going to absolutely crush this transfer record. Um, and I'm, I'm looking at probably 50 million plus what? Uh, if he can continue this hot form. Whoa. Yes. You, you have to look, 50 just go million. and look. That's so just, bold. Just go. MLS player leaving it, for it 50 is. million. That'd be mate. If that happens, Bretton, I would go bonkers on, Unbe- he's a world I, cup I'm, winner though. He's a world cup. Winner. He is a world cup winner. I mean, this is, this is a guy that made it. Yes. I understand there were injuries. I understand, you know, there's a lot of people that think he's only getting hyped because he is in America, but no, he made it a point. He's, he's not, you know, he's in a foreign land essentially, right? He could have made the jump right now. He could have made the, he could be a, uh, Facundo Buonanote at, uh, at right. Brighton. He could be any, any number of these guys, but it's becoming increasingly clear that, Major League Soccer as a stepping stone um, is is a really, really good way to do it. And Almada has not been as good as he is right now. And if he continues this, he not only will be a candidate for MVP for the season in Major League Soccer, and it is early, 
Um, but he will be a major candidate for a the biggest move ever in Major League history, uh, Major so League cool. Soccer history from Atlanta United. So just watch him. Okay, $50 million? Who knows? Inflation will take care of that number, but definitely, <laughs> definitely 40 And I'm not trying to hedge. Uh, but uh, Almada, go look at his his most recent golasso over the weekend. Free kick, beautiful from real far out. Uh, Bennett with with pace, top right corner, absolutely uh, just golden. So we're talking about free Almada's kicks, the man. free kicks like Cristiano Ronaldo in the Saudi league, nine goals scored, two assists. <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> great, yeah. great free kick, yeah. and it's just ha- I'm just happy to see Ronaldo happy next to Talishka, man. Talishka is getting numbers too, and I think Ronaldo even gave his penalty, gave a penalty to Talishka to show him like get that confidence back. So I like what Ronaldo is doing hey, too. Hey. Alex, speaking of old guys, you know, since we're talking <laughs> about Ronaldo, I'm come sorry, on. so mean, come so on, mean. so mean, Hello, you know, I'm, you know, I'm kidding, you know, I'm kidding, but listen, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, and I get it, it was a penalty, mm. but he also, I believe over the weekend, he became yes, the oldest ever goal scorer in Syria history at 41 years old. Um, you gotta love the story that is Zlatan, uh, even, even if I am ready for that narrative to end at some point. Oh, man. And Holland now going bold, following those footsteps, oh, too. Oh, my gosh. People, yeah. don't forget to like FC Wonder Kids episode podcast. Follow us on Spotify. Follow us on Apple Podcasts if you want to listen. Just the voice. Just our voice version. And please, if you're listening <laughs> until now, don't forget to subscribe to FC Wonder Kid. And thank you, people. Thank you so much for going bold with us on a weekly basis.